Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'll start if I may, because I know you want to talk about um, yeah. So uh, yesterday I made great efforts to get from yes. where I live in rural Ireland to, to London. It took me all day and all night because the, the storm really lashed Ireland. Uh, people, with the old joke, oh, it's just it, we're just England's umbrella, was, was all in full evidence. Um, but uh, when I got there, my flight was still going when I got to Dublin Airport, okay. and that's great. Now, I make no bones about this, I fly into London City Airport. Um, uh, only the plebs fly into Heathrow or Stansted <laughs> or Luton, God forbid. Um, if you want to, if you want to de- demonstrate how posh you are, you fly in to London City, business people and celebrities. So I had <laughs> gradually over the years worked up my. There's always somebody of a celebrity on the flight, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, on a Sunday morning flight, I used to get when I come over much more uh, often. Um, all the people who were going to be doing the Premier League, but, had to live, but lived in Ireland. Brian Kerr, the former Republic of Ireland manager, was always on the flight. Paul Dempsey, who's been commentating on boxing and football since time, was always on the always on the flight. And then one day, suddenly, the uh, it got up for me. My sporting celebrity moved up. Michael Checker, who was then right, yeah. the coach of Australia Rugby Union okay. these days at the World Cup, was even with Argentina. And so Michael Checker became my new benchmark. Yesterday, Charlie Baker, okay. blown into smithereens, oh, really? smashed into one million pieces by a much more famous sporting celebrity on the flight. Mm. From, wanna... from Ireland? It was coming from Ireland, from yes. From Ireland? Yeah. Roy Keane? Uh, no, it wasn't Roy Keane. Oh. I'll, I'll help you with a clue here. He He's not Irish oh. and he's coming from Ireland. So what sport could he be involved in? Oh, please don't ask me this. Horse thing. racing. Horse racing, OK. Yeah, every, it was around Dublin Airport. Yes. Uh, the next... The next 30 square miles in every direction is, well, except for um, sort of dormitory towns for tech workers now from yep. America, is all horse racing, all the way down through Kildare. Dittori? Frankie Dittori? It was Frankie wow. Dittori. That was pretty good. Did you tell him that? You look no. a traitor. No, that was a good guess. <laughs> yeah, that was a brilliant guess, but that's I'm a not... sports expert, Danny, yeah. as you know. That's what... who the Watford manager is. Is it Ishmael? <laughs> what's his name? Yeah. Um, the The... The thing about Frankie Dettori, of course, I wouldn't just say the Frankie Dettori thing. There's a, there's a, there's no, a, there's a tail. Good, yeah, there's a tail. Yeah, yeah. At the front of the British Airways, there's, there's four seats with extra leg room. What on earth did he need <laughs> extra leg room for? I mean, he could have fit it in the pocket where they put the stuff back when you fall yeah, in the sea. That's real luxury, uh, isn't oh, it? I mean, imagine if you had Frankie in that little pocket where they put <laughs> where they put the, the safety instructions. It'd be lovely. Frank, do you want to do you want a drink, mate? And he'd pop up like a kangaroo, baby kangaroo, Joey, and go, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, I'd love it. Yeah, get apple juice, please. And some of those crisps when you get three crisps in the packet. 
I'm amazed he hasn't got a private plane, Frankie. Frankie de Tory, with the extra leg room, which he wasn't reaching quarter of the way through. (laughs) I could have done with that. Sorry, I'm a reason off mic because I'm leaning back, demonstrating how much of me there is. People can see it. We're on YouTube, Danny, so people can see you leaning back. Very uh, good, very good. Acting out the situation. (laughs) I love that. Um, We've had the storm. We haven't really... It didn't hit us very hard, though. Yeah. And uh, about two years ago... if you live in London, because it didn't happen here, it didn't happen at all, did it? Let's be honest. There was no storm. What storm? There wasn't real storm. I live just outside London, and um, uh, about two years ago, I bought some cable ties, only about 500 cable ties. What man wouldn't? From the middle aisle of Lidl. I saw them, I thought, that's the sort of thing you need either, when you buy that many cable ties, you're either... Um, um, a normal bloke, yeah. Or you're planning to kidnap a lot of people, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, that's because that's what yeah. cable ties are for. Let's be honest. Anyone, uh, you know, anyone who's seen any of those dramas on the telly, the cable tie is a big thing these days. That, yeah, that midline of little is good for a, a complete kidnapping kit, actually. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> also hedge trimming. Yeah, let's be honest. <laughs> anyway, the cable ties of the 500 cable ties, I reckon I've probably still got 500. Yeah. I've never used one. My wife's gone. Why have you bought so many cable ties? Yesterday. We've got a trampoline in our garden now yeah. for our kids. The, mo- the most blowawayable thing yeah, on the they planet. They do. You yeah. see them. You see them all yeah. over. You've been framed, yeah. blowing yeah. everywhere. I see kids trying to get kites off the ground. Don't get a kite. Get a trampoline. <laughs> they go up like that. Anyway, I know what we need. The cable ties. And I did, was prepared, And did Danny. she fall to her knees in oh, adulation she, and say, Sir, you are a genius? She knew I was amazing at that moment. Yeah, yeah. She, she decided to she stick around. At, she looked at her wedding ring and went, Ah, oh, now I remember. <laughs> now I remember. Yeah, what. absolutely. And her, and, her, and her wedding ring was a cable tie. Yeah. That was nice, wasn't it? And right? then you cable tied her wedding ring to her <laughs> finger in case it got blown away along with the trampoline. And did it work? It did, well... I don't think we had much wind, I will no. say that. Nothing was no, falling. But it was tied down in it case It was tied down happened. just yeah. in case, you never And know. have you got a taste for it now? I love it. I, I cable tie you, anything. Yeah. I will cable tie it. Would you cable tie anything. cables? Because, of course, that's what they're for. But no one uses them anymore for that, do they? <laughs> that's true, yeah. I haven't, I haven't thought about using them on the cable. So, yeah, no, it's the... Because it, it used to be on computers before we all, all went Wi-Fi and all the rest of it. Computers yeah. used to have 50 things hanging out the back yeah. of them. And people used to tie them together. I never understood how this made it any easier to work. But at least they were all tied together. Well, it's known to be the most exhausting thing possible, getting behind your desk and, and fixing the cables. Just another thought as well. Right, yeah. Women's football. Every single player except... Um, the, what's the very famous American who's just retired? Megan Rapinoe. You should be on Talk Sport. <laughs> um, except for Megan, they all wear their hair tied Valerie back. They all wear their, head, their hair tied back yeah, in a ponytail. Ponytails, yeah, but yeah. imagine if you got, did it with a cable tie, how tough would you look? <sighs> You'd look yeah, really tough, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Be a good never, sponsorship Never mind a deal. scrunchie, whatever a scrunchie is. Never mind a scrunchie. <laughs> I've got the old cable ties out here. Now, the other thing we want to get yes. some calls about, not well, famous flyers. If you've flown with someone famous, we're, we're not accepting ferries or cars here, but you've been on okay. a plane and thought, oh, my God, it's her. It's, yes. It is. It's Glenn Close, whoever it is. You Give out the numbers, please. So it's at 81089 on the text or 03717 if you want to give us a call. The other thing we need to talk about, and Sean Ingle will join us a little later. He's going to tell us about um, uh, something that happened in India in the athletics. Yes. But it does lead to another thing. Tell them what basically, give us the basics. This is the basic what happened. Uh, dope testers showed up at the Delhi State Athletics meeting, and it was for the 100 sort of metres. Yeah. Big deal, 100 metres in the Delhi State Athletics meeting. They all ran away, Danny. And of course, the the dope testers can't catch them can they? They? <laughs> because they're all sprinters, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and probably some of them may be jacked up. Um, so <laughs> extra fast. Well, se- well, several of them, apparently, yeah. <laughs> anyway, they all ran away except one person. 
So, I love him. so the, the one... Him or uh, her. Him, the, I think. There's yeah. one person in the 100 metres final at the Delhi State Athletics meeting, and we thought we'd do... Mm. When were you the only person taking part? Was that what we were going to do, Delhi? Or, or, I, mean, I was the only person taking part, or there just weren't enough people. Yeah. Anything, Lovely. you know... Um, I've been to a gig with no people was at it. Um, you may have been to a wedding where there was just one or two people. For, for That may have been the choice, but maybe there was something else that happened. So, yes. so any event where there just weren't enough people, and this guy also struck us, he didn't have to be very fast and he didn't need to be on drugs because <laughs> he could do it in three and a half minutes and still be the champion. There's a great just, picture just of it. Waving up the... Up the up I'm the, sure it's a very serious issue, yes. the people running away from the dope test, and Sean Inger will join us later to talk about it. But if you've ever been at something where you thought, this isn't enough people, is it? Inquirate, I think, <laughs> is the legal phrase. And um, whether it, it could be any kind of event, and it, uh, and I tell you what, don't it be? Just, it can be silly, of course. I want it to be very serious as well. I want to hear a court cases that broke yes. up because not enough jurors turned up um, because they were being drug tested or whatever. And again, uh, the numbers, and, and of course, eight ten eighty nine oh three seven one seven double two double three double four. And of course, people have made their own one up, Danny. They've they've said what they do with cable ties. So oh, we'll take those as well. Oh, stuff you've used cable ties absolutely. for. Absolutely, one hundred. Well. No, we'll take 98% of what I've used cable ties for because I've watched too much CSI to know that they're not, they are evil things as well. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yeah, we're barely past the 130 watershed and the first words out of the newsreader's mouth are testic- <laughs> is testicular shrinkage. I'm pretty sure I saw testicular shrinkage at the Royal Standard in Walthamstow uh, supporting a Thin Lizzy tribute yeah, band nice, back yeah. in the day. They were good. They were really good. <laughs> well, well, we, we, we sent people a lot of homework at the yes. start of the show. We're looking for there weren't enough people at the event, yeah. famous people you've flown with, and I can't... Oh, and what uses for cable ties. Uses for cable ties. Um, <laughs> to encourage the others, give us the early runners and riders. Uh, there are millions. Keep them coming, please. We'll kick off with cable ties. Uh, Sergio Ramos should use a cable tie instead of an Alice band. Make him look proper. I swear, I said That's all nice. that. I said all that. Yeah, yeah. Paul, the, yeah. Paul, the Russian and Diamonds fan. Uh, hi, hi, Agent J. My, well, not Agent J, but we will be for today. My pal Smiggy uses cable ties for everything, including shift, makeshift belts, shoelaces. <laughs> And he even ties his coat up when the zip busts. A makeshift there belt. I mean, it must be built like a bee. I mean, <laughs> lots of them. You're going to attach them all together, can't you? Can oh, I see. I see. Okay, I thought you were getting one round a very small waist. Frankie Dottori could have a cable tie belt. Uh, definitely. Very nice. Uh, saw Joe Jackson at the Brunel Rooms, Uxbridge, a month before his first album came out. Only me and my friend in 1979. Oh, that is magnificent. Nice one, isn't it? Very yes. good. Two people at a gig. Can you do yeah. better? They refunded our entrance money money and invited everyone from the student union bar and put tables and chairs out for the students from the bar to sit at, sit at the front fair play to Joey played the gig to around 40 or 50 people in the end well not bad at all we'd all take that very reminds nice. me very much of a few years ago a book sports book came out um, the lady wife because she knows that industry said will you will you do the interview for this guy because he, he's quite shy it was in one of those things you do it in the big bookshops yeah. and, and this was in the city of London only about four people turned up. Mm. So I did what any man would do. I said, this is really terrible, what's happening here? See that pub? I went over to the pub, I brought everyone around and we did it around oh, a table. perfect, ideal. Can't be doing it in a cavernous bookshop, just no six way. of you. Famous on a plane, well, this is about as famous as it gets. I was on a flight from New York to Las Vegas and Mike Tyson was on it. My wife yeah. made sure she brushed past him to say she touched him. Oh, God. <laughs> Also, the day before COVID in Spain hit, I was on the plane with Simon Jordan coming back. There yeah, we are. Yeah, so pretty famous, Mike yeah. Mike Tyson and Simon Jordan in one 
uh, one uh, text. Imagine that. 81089 0371722344 if you want to give us a call. And of course, uh, if you've got any brilliant uses for cable ties, you, do you know I don't own any? So, and, and, and when you said you had 500, the, yeah, the, the, I could feel the envy rising like bile. Christmas is coming, Danny. Yeah. You never know when you're going to need one. Then the Centre Island is the place to shop for me, <laughs> I can assure you. Christmas is coming, so is the Ryder Cup. We're just, um, what, what are you, 20, to, 20 odd hours yeah, away from lovely, it starting? Yeah. And there's been an opening ceremony. Um, I, can't, I won't spoil it by saying how preposterous I find the idea of an opening ceremony for golf, but. Uh, over the next uh, three days, you'll be hearing a lot of Rupert Bell as he brings you all the latest. What is a brilliant event, isn't oh, yeah. it? Good, uh, good afternoon, Rupert. Hey, Rupert. Good afternoon, Charlie. Good afternoon, Danny. You've gone a bit early on the opening ceremony. You can watch it a bit later because I know clearly how excited you are to see the well, parade well, 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 of all oh, the yeah. wives and the players the, and the sing-song. Hold I mean, the I, bus. So what I was watching was a rehearsal for the opening ceremony. Yep. Yeah, I've been, oh, I've, my God. No, yes, I've, I've been watching the rehearsal from the media centre. Is there a singer called Tom Gretton or something? There is, like? yeah. yeah, there, there is. is. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. he's performing. He, he gave us Tom a Grennan, sneak. Grennan. Grennan. You see, I'm down with the kids. Yeah, I know. Um, or not. And uh, he was Guns, rehearsing. maybe, yeah. Uh, and uh, then um, I, what, there was, uh, someone's been singing the Italian national anthem. Yesterday Lovely. we had the Italian Air Force flying past um, oh. regularly. So I'm sure it'll be dramatic. It'll be bringing tears to your cynical eyes, Danny. And yeah. um, we will eventually have some speeches from each captain saying how wonderful their team is. I don't even uh, want an opening ceremony for the World Cup. Well, I can do it for them. FIFA give me a huge fee and some Carabao. And I come on and I go, ladies and gentlemen, the blinking football. Yeah. And, that's well, the, and there's your opening ceremony. It, it, it's only it, in big games in these opening ceremonies so that people can walk in under the Vanama 2 flag, wave it. There's not enough of those, incidentally, for our, tw- our Twitter meeting. Yeah, there's only three in that team. That's not really proper, is it? <laughs> yeah. What's going to happen with the golf? Oh, let me, I don't know what to ask you, Rupert. Um, again, I'm not an expert, but I did I get it right? Obviously, the home captain gets to choose how fast the greens are and all the rest of it. But do they also choose the order of the actual events, like the foreplay versus the... Sorry, do they do they the four the foursomes and the four balls? Is that what it is? It's not getting any better, is I think it? You've just made clips of the week, Danny. Anyway, well, I've already got testicular shrinkage, you know. Um, well, do they, they they decide the order in which the different kinds yes, of golfing events involving is. four people happen. Yeah, you, you, we tried to gloss over that, didn't we, Charlie? But we no, couldn't. It was too good to be true. But anyway, the point is, yes, he does choose whether he wants to go with a foursome first or a, a four a ball later. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that that I can... But it, it, he does choose. And he what's believes, he chosen for? What's he gone for? He, he's gone for a foursome. And oh, uh, because he believes that that will give them... Statistically, they have the advantage since 19... Uh, 2002, they played 80 foursomes matches in that period, and the ratio it's 43 to 37 in favour of Europe. So can you so t- he wow. tell us, tell us the off. difference, Rupert? If we've if people have right. never watched golf before, basically foursomes is alternate shots. Basically, yeah. two players you each play just one ball. Four ball, it says what it said, does on the yeah. tin. You play four balls and you take the best one of your team against the opponent. So there are two different kind of strategies, two different players, maybe better at the force <coughs> oh foursomes rather Lost than it. the four balls. So that's the way they've worked it. But uh, actually, I think it's in the last few uh, Ryder Cups, the Americans have been better at the foursomes. So um, it will be interesting to see if Luke Donald has got his strategy right. 
Uh, but we'll know his team at that glittering opening ceremony that uh-huh. you're so excited about, uh, which begins, I think, three o'clock our time. Uh, and Your Ru- time. Rupert, the, uh, this is the question I have to dust off every, every two years. Um, on paper, the American team looks incredibly powerful to the uneducated like myself. And yet, I mean, home advantage and all the rest of it. And yet, your ball seems to at least hold their own. What are you expecting? Uh, I think um, I think it's a very evenly matched uh, pairing. So you've got John Rahm, Rory McIlroy, Victor Hovland. I think they're two, three, four in the world. We've got other players right up there in the top echelons of the world rankings. It's not such a fearsome-looking American team as you as you mm. think, uh, because they haven't played a lot of them golf for a, over a month. So they're you might think they're a little bit undercooked um, coming into it. So, And whereas the European golfers have been playing in, uh, in various events to keep themselves tuned. And I hope that that means that they will be able to get off to a good start. But what the key element for Luke Donald will be is can he afford to play a player five times? Because as Alan Brazil discovered this morning, this is a very hilly course and it's physically demanding and also with the nature of this event, phys- mentally demanding. So I think that's going to be another element of what the captains have got to think about with their huge backroom staff. I mean, there is an army going around. Each player seems to have about five people assigned to them to make sure their every whim and need uh, is catered for. So it, it's a huge operation to uh, make sure every player is ready to go. So, uh, But can they play five? Um, I'm not sure they can. There's been a lot of division in golf in the last 18 months, Rupert. Do you think this will bring it all back together a little bit? Uh, I think what basically have said, uh, Rory Macker, I think, made the the truest point with regard to that and saying um, they're going to miss us more than we'll miss them. Mm. Uh, Those players who've gone uh, may look over covetously at what a real team competition looks like. Um, Because, of course, one of the big selling points, Liv would say, is their team element. But I have to say... uh, I don't get too excited about the Majestics, who are one of the teams, although admittedly Lee Westwood plays it. So if you're listening, Lee, I do apologise. But, you know, it doesn't have the same resonance. Team Europe and Team USA, Mm. you know what you're about. It's as simple as that. And you can get behind it because it clearly means something. Rupert, there'll be so much drama over the next three days. I sincerely hope so, um, that no one will remember this next question. But um, who do you think is going to win? (laughs) Uh, Well... (laughs) So Charlie, why has he asked me that question? Um, Who did you Danny, think was going to win the Solheim Cup when Europe were 4-0 down? Um, I certainly didn't think that. The Majestics. Um, uh, the mighty Majestics. Um, I would suggest I'm going to go for Europe, 15-13. Wow. I really do mm. think they have got what it takes to win. They I will agree. need to get off to a confident start because then it gets, you know, the home crowd want to... Uh, get behind them and they will need to feed and, and we saw it in Paris once the home team gets some momentum it was just brilliant and I, already we've got teams of people sort of going around with their songs and chants and we've seen people dressed up in all kinds of uh, outfits to get into the spirit there was one great group I saw uh, four uh, men in t-shirts that said uh, this is the the Donald that make megas Europe great again. If you see what I mean, no. where, I've got, where they went what with that. Say? What did it say? Yeah, well, 
What did it, it say? It was, it, it was a play on Luke Donald oh, yeah. and the Donald. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think now. I managed. I'm no storyteller. That's yeah. why I don't do. Uh, Rupert, I've been to three Ryder Cups. I've been to uh, Celtic Manor and Glen Eagles and Paris. Um, and it is a lot of walking. Um, ha- have you seen Alan around? Is he is he oh. is he unhappy about the it's amount of walking in the hills? Course, isn't it? Uh, the first cry was, "Where's that mobility scooter?" <laughs> so um, he, can we not it, get him a buggy, a nice yeah. golf buggy well, to go around him with talk sport in on it? They're they're working. His minions are working on it. Uh, to make sure he can get from the car. There is a lot of walking here. And, as I say, it's probably uh, 30 degrees. So it's what you might say there's very red features. Uh, uh, This Belisha Beacon is walking around or has tried to walk around the Marco Simone course. But um, it is a tough walk. And uh, for people here, if you are listening and flying out, be prepared uh, to go uphill down Dale. Um, it's it, it's going to be a really demanding event physically for the spectators as well as the players. Well, I can't wait to be going back and forth to you and our other people in our mm. coverage team. It should be yeah. fantastic. Thank you, Rupert. That's live from Rome tomorrow morning uh, from 6 with all the excitement of the first tee-offs at the Ryder Cup. Um, and you can hear every shot with live commentary of the whole thing over on TalkSport 2. Um uh, the actual open ceremony, I'm going to try and drag... I'm trying to come back here. The opening ceremony is actual foreplay, isn't it? It uh, is. Yeah, and incidentally, Robin Bath, <laughs> who's going to say, Danny Kelly said foreplay and gives the time for, for um, you know... Clips of the week clips of the week. Well, two week, things. Yeah. Are, two things about it. One, I'm in charge of clips of the week tomorrow, so I won't be on in two. You are a snitch. <laughs> yeah, grass. What a grass. Chris in Glasgow. Charlie, what's going on here? Help me out. Tuned in te- ten minutes ago, and the mo- all I'm hearing is testicles, threesomes, foursomes, and Danny Kelly talking about foreplay. Yep, well, it could be worse, but I can't really work out how. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware, weather ready teak and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
there is a gigantic game in the I can say that because both teams are still unbeaten and it's it's October virtually. Yeah, wow. um, that is between Spurs and Liverpool on Saturday. Um, someone who's played for both of these uh, is Peter Crouch. Of course, he's famous for millions of things these days. Not least, um, he's social media brilliant. Hello, Peter. Hello, Peter. <laughs> Hello, guys. You all right? Yeah, very, very good. good. Great to have you on. Before we get on to matters football, um, you're actually uh, we, we, we were able to spend some time with you because you're promoting. I mean, oh. uh, what? I can't imagine why Bovril needs promoting, but you are the greatest oh. halftime drink. Tell well, us about that, Peter. No, I'm down at Burton, Burton Albion today, and uh, obviously, yeah, Bovril sponsor uh, uh, Burton, and um, I've loved it. Ever since I was a kid, mentioned it loads on my podcast, and uh, so yeah. I've partnered up with them finally. It's the finally the finally the one I wanted. Yeah, never mind all those watch watches and cars and things. The free bobble, <laughs> that's where you're at, Peter. Oh, mate, you're joking. I'm here. Right? I'm here now drinking one. Me and my dad used to drink it on the terraces as kids. Honestly, like I've always been a fan. I'm going to give you a bobble tip, Peter. I don't know if anyone's given you a bobble tip today, but this is my top tip, especially for the winter. Take with you. When you have your bovril, a little sachet of horseradish sauce, right? You put some of that in your bovril, you've got a roast dinner in a cup. Oh, my God. What more would you want than that? It hadn't occurred to me. Of course, it's a beef drink, so the the horseradish would be horseradish. You're having Sunday lunch. Because when you said what you need to bring with a bovril... when in particularly in winter, I thought you were going to say bring a hip flask with you, but uh, (laughs) but, maybe. Apparently not. (laughs) Um, Peter, what else can you tell us about about the bovril before we get onto the football? Um, have you got your own recipes for it, or is it you're just enjoying your day in Burton? No, do you know what? I've just met a few players. Obviously, I'm promoting bovril at the minute, and we uh, we met a few players. I had to explain to them um, the history of bovril mm. and how much I enjoy it, and how much people on the terraces have enjoyed it. It's been going since 1886, believe it or not. I mean, what? What? I mean, one question about it, Pete. Why does it need promoting? He's got no rivals, has it? <laughs> That's true. Uh, there's I mean, not too many beefy drinks out there. No, there's, uh, there's uh, your bovril or your fizzy water. What else are you gonna have at the football? Fizzy bovril. I wonder. I, I, I worry though these days. You know, I feel like uh, terraces are being gentrified at times, uh, and I feel there'll always be a place for bovril. Absolutely, it's an old old school and, and drink. For, and because Peter, no doubt, is is uh, you know won't, won't say this, but for those of you of a certain age, the, the youngsters among you, I get it. Most of the youngsters have given up drinking tea and coffee; they just drink water. Yeah. Get your hands around a, mo- a mug oh, of bovril at half time at a football <laughs> match, um, particularly when you're cold. Everything is transformed. Even the players look better after a while. If you while. get it at half-time, it's more, more or less cooled down by full-time. Yeah, it's, is yes, it starts off nuclear. Just, yeah, just yeah. about ready to and drink. And then you have to drink it near the, the medical services because <laughs> yeah. you may need them. <laughs> Peter, exactly what, right. what about, Peter, what about the football? Um, Liverpool, it seems to me, are completely reborn with their new midfield, one of your ex-clubs. Yeah. More importantly to me and to my amazement, Spurs, who were the worst-looking team in England for two years, are suddenly among the most attractive teams in England. So this is a huge game there in North London at the weekend. Yeah, honestly, like it's, it's, it's. I, I did quite a lot of the Spurs games last year. And it wasn't just the, it wasn't just the, the kind of manner of the defeats. It was the, honestly, it was the way they played. It was just, it was, it was, it was hard to watch at times. And um, yeah, they just got a new lease of life. Obviously, the manager I've spoke to, to quite a few of the players, and they feel like they're playing as if they were they were kids again. You know, I suppose if you have that kind of brand of football, then you go to the way they're playing now. Just been so exciting and 
Um, and of course, it's early days. And, yeah. You know, Spurs have been accused of, I suppose, being Spursy at times. And um, and that's something obviously they want to shake. So we don't want to get carried away too early. But do you know what? The, the, the thing about it at the moment is it's enjoyable to watch. I mean, it's, I mean, I'm sorry, I'll get a question from Charlie in a second. The thing is, Peter, you can lose any football game, but you have to try and win it. And that's all I was requiring of Spurs. Look like you want to win the football match, not just sit there on the edge of your own penalty area waiting to get done. The frustrating thing for me at times was I felt they had the players, you know, the best players they had were going forward and it felt like they were they were sitting back in places where they shouldn't be. You know, you want Son, Kane at the time, obviously, you know, uh, moving forward, Kulosevsky players, yeah. like the best players they had were the forward players and it felt like they were permanently on the halfway line. But you know what? That, that's all gone now. Um, it's it's exciting. Um, I love watching Spurs play at the moment and they're going to give, give Liverpool a big, big game on the weekend. Yeah, um, uh, did you play Spurs? I mean, you must have played a few Spurs. Tottenham on both sides. Yeah, I did. I remember trying to think. I think um, Asu Okoto got a great goal, I believe, against Liverpool two years ago. At White Hart Lane, that was. Um, I'm trying trying to remember any other games. Well, I'll tell you why you've forgotten them, Peter, particularly with your Spurs shirt on, is because in the last few years, the last 15 years, Liverpool have won virtually every one of the games. It's something oh, really? that's, It's another thing that's a, 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 a kind of curse that Spurs have got to break. You can't just keep mm. on losing to the same team over and over again. And in recent years, they found really odd ways of doing it. Remember, they, they, got, they got back to 3-3 against Liverpool last season, I think it was Lucas Moore then set up Liverpool's winner deep into added on time. Got to stop all that. And got but a new team, Peter, with eight new players from the team that ended last season means that they shouldn't have those sort of mental scars from getting beat by Liverpool time after time. In all honesty, I don't I wouldn't say that the players have got those mental scars. And you know, because it, it, you know, the, the the manager especially, like he's brand new to this. He'll be looking at it from a from a fresh point of view. He certainly won't be mentioning it. It's up to it's only people like us that keep yeah. mentioning this guy record. And uh, of course, you know, they want to make amends for that. But I can't I can't see them having that in their in their minds going into the weekend. You did, of course. I think I'm just looking at your record for Liverpool and your record for Spurs. You've played 85 times for Liverpool, 22 goals. And then at 73 times for Spurs, 12 goals. So a, a, Liverpool are a better team. A, that was a, problem, a better yeah. team. Was that what it was, was it? Yeah. But nothing mm. compares. No, really... Those proportions are all right. Nothing compares to Peter's record for England. Check that out. Oh, OK, let's have a little look here. England football. Yeah, <laughs> hey, it's, it's one in two. 42 appearances. 42 appearances, 22 goals. Incredible. With the exception of Jimmy Greaves, as good as anybody. And Bobby Smith. So I'm keeping, keeping all the Spurs centre forwards together there, aren't I? <laughs> Peter, you still love the game? Say that again? You still love the game of football? Because often people, people, when they stop being players, you can see some of them find the whole thing a bit, a bit dull, but you're not one of those. No, not at all, not at all. No, I love it. Like That's why I kind of you know, stay involved really, you know, with TNT doing the games on certainly on a Saturday morning yeah. and, and I get to go to Champions League games obviously with them as well. And I just love being around kind of the buzz of, of being at the live game, obviously, there's, there's, I've got a lot going on, and I'm, I'm enjoying what I do. But there's nothing better than going to to the live games and, and being around players and managers, and um, and that buzz of a of, of being right kind of touchline is is just mm. been been great. So, and no, I've loved it. And one eye on the Ryder Cup this weekend. I know you're a big golf fan. Yeah, I'm. Um, yeah, like uh, I play, you know, badly. Um, you know, I'm a retired footballer. That's what we do. Um, we play golf on a regular basis. <laughs> and, uh, I love it. Yeah, I would have loved to have been out there. I watched the um, 
I watched the pro-am yesterday and watched obviously Gareth Bale and Shevchenko. Oh, he's murder, isn't he? Oh, Bale, yeah, yeah. Bale is murder at golf. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, Peter. Do you have to get the club specially made for you because of your height? Mm, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yeah. I've got an, an inch and a half longer. Um, and I always say it's a more difficult game for me. The ball is much further away than, than other players. But so. at least you're aware of the, of the overhead conditions before everyone else. Uh, yeah. <laughs> very true. Very the, true. The pro at my dad's golf club in Devon is seven foot two. What? So, you know, I don't think you've got much excuse, Peter, I'm afraid. Oh, you've absolutely blown me up on sports sport, <laughs> then, <laughs> He only had two things going for him there, Peter. His, his England goal-scoring record and his height, and you've taken yeah, one of them away from him. I've taken one away, seven for two yeah. golf pro. That is, un- that is, that is dis- uh, you know, that lacks gratitude, that, and yet we are very thankful, Peter, for you uh, joining us. Get your views on the football and, of course, the enduring brilliance of Bovril. Thank you very much, Peter, Cheers, Peter. Crouch. Bye-bye, Pete. Absolute pleasure. Thank you. Cheers. There is what what a man. Now there's somebody yeah. but when he was playing, could we have worked out that he was going to become an absolute media no, superstar no, and an internet superstar? No. Because okay, he's different, you see. It's slightly if he's slightly different. He can, made that joke, yeah. didn't he? In the uh, in the middle of his career when someone asked him, What would you be if you hadn't been a footballer, and he made, I'm, I'm following the foreplay thing, I'm not going to say it because people say this whole show has gone below the belt. Let's go with single, Dan. Yeah, but he made that joke, and everyone was like, oh, oh, oh hello, right. personality, okay. yeah, we've hello. Yeah. Yeah. We've got one, we've got right, a live one here, not, haven't we? Not been media trained, yeah, love Very, it. very quickly, uh, Ch- Charlie, because yes. the last time I was on with you two weeks ago, you were about to do a gig in Hull. Yes. Um, in Humberside. Mm. Uh, I understand that the, the tour is going so well that you're doing another one a few yards away. I'm back in Humberside <laughs> this Friday night. I'm in Barton-upon-Humber at the Rope Walk, which is an old rope factory. Does your agent live in, in that area? Is that what this <laughs> no. is about? I don't know how it's happened, but it has happened, and we're just getting on with it tomorrow, yeah. So tomorrow night, the Rope Walk in Barton-upon-Humber. But here's the problem. What about two-thirds of the audience, the same people who saw you two weeks ago, have you changed your act up? Um, absolutely not. No, exactly. No, of It'd be course. Exactly the whole the point same. about going on tour is you do the same shtick every don't night. Write, isn't don't it? write them down. Tick them off. That's what I always say. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's, thanks, Danny, for letting me plug that. Uh, yeah, nice. well, I think there are still a few tickets available. You? Not at, the, at the Rope Walk, is that what it's called? The yeah. Rope Walk. Thank yeah. you very Thank much you. indeed. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yeah, welcome back to the third and final hour of today's edition of, well, it's Hawksby and Jakers, but I'm Danny Kelly, he's Charlie Baker, mm. we're to, to here today. Um, tomorrow it's me and Andy Townsend, um, and then, I don't know, Monday, are you around Monday? Well, I don't know what I'm doing Monday, I don't think it's me, oh, it's, it's, oh, Andy. No, it's, it's Andy. Oh, it's Andy, it's, it's sorry, Andy, Andy Jacobs. And Jakers will be back. It's his show. Yeah, it is. You know. It is very much so. So we're really looking forward to doing a few of these over the next few days. Um, we've got a lot to get through. I think I've already trailed that, but we, a couple of hours ago, we threw out so much homework for the <laughs> listeners, and we haven't really given them fair shrift here, no, have we? I'm also so, just watching. It started. Yeah, down, the, opening the, the opening ceremony. ceremony yeah. Tom Grennan. So they could have gone for a nice Italian singer like Joe Dolce. That would have been good, wouldn't it? Where's the global impact of that? would have been a nice bit yeah. of shut up of your face He's just Australian. to kick it off. And then do you know do you know Joe, Joe Dolce's second single, Danny? I'll get the producer to call it up. Pizza Pizza, it's called. Oh, is that oh, right? It's an absolute banger. Let's give John get it. See if you can get it. When 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 I was editor of Q, we uh, we sent a, a reporter out years after all those things mm. to talk to people who made one-off mad novelty hit singles. Yeah. It was called What Were You Thinking? And most of them went, look, we were in it, we were young, we were stupid, we were in a studio, yeah. so we made this, we made that, we made that. Joe Dolce, no, sir. Very it's about the immigrant experience oh. into Australia and my parents. And 
Ah, okay. musical about it. Okay, then, oh, yes. Yeah. It was like it was like asking Bob Dylan about blowing in the wind, you oh, know. Nice. Yeah. We got the second set. We'll wait. They It'll come in a bit they later. Got amateurs got to a minute. Absolutely terrible. Give us Very a good. Sir. We've got all sorts, Danny. Good. So, uh, first of all, Paul, the Russian and Diamonds fan, has said, thank you, Danny, for advising that Charlie is on tour currently because he was totally unaware of it because I only mention it every every other sort of day that I'm on, you know, I'm only ever... Why wouldn't you? Plug, I, why not? Plug why it, plug you? the yeah. tour, why not? Thank yeah. you, Paul, for letting me say it again. This is a right up your street, this one. We were asking for uses for mm. cable ties. I have five, well, no longer 500 cable ties. Because you used 400, several. 496 cable ties. Four I have now in my good, garage. Yeah. There we are, after the storm last night. Mm. Here we are. Uh, Mike, the Carlisle fan, says, uh, I've used a cable tie as a replacement arm for an Autophon Concord record player. Does that ring any bells for you, Danny? I know that's your, How can you do up that? your street. How can you do Replacement that? Replacement arm for an Autophon Concord record player. Play a needle, which right. are prone to snap. I came to the so, rescue with this hack at a rave in the 90s. Right. And top superstar DJ Carl Cox no, said it Carl was Cox. genius. <laughs> Well, almost anything that's sharp enough, you put it, uh, you know, in the in the right with an yeah. amplifier, but will play a record. You know, I oh, will it. Yeah, absolutely, um, it's, it's vibrations, isn't it? But I hadn't thought about the cable ties. And if Carl Cox approves, mm. then it's very, very I have good. A well Dan, done. I have a Danset Deluxe. Aha, uh-huh. a, a, a stacker. Yeah, a stacker. Is it an original Danset? Original Danset. Oh, yeah, sir. Yes. See, a bit like your wife now, when you when you, when you found a use for the cable ties, I'm seeing you through entirely new eyes. eyes now. Yeah, although I am. it smells a bit when it heats up. Oh, it, that's it, the that's the dust. Like... That's the dust on the transistors. Lovely. Yeah. How do it's I great get that? Or can I clean that? Danny, no, or... you want a bottle? That oh, send it to oh, me. Oh, okay, yeah. like a perfume. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, Charlie and Danny, I was once part of a band that entered a competition. Oh, this is this is you were asking. Um, there weren't enough people there, basically. After because the, of the, the, the 100 metres race, there was only one contestant. One yeah. person in it, yeah. Um, I was once part of a band that entered a competition. We were the only entrants and were that bad that they didn't give us first prize, only a certificate saying highly commended. Some of you would say that's mean, but we're talking about pop music here. It's got to be good. It's got to be right. That's, I, I like the judges there. I think they're good. But if you've turned up and you've entered the Battle of the Bands... Then uh, you know if you're the only band there, it's not exactly it's not a battle, is it? There we are. No, when it's the, just a, it's just banned. See if you can guess which category this is for. Right. Danny. Okay. When your garden strimmer runs out on the mm. reel attached, two te- two cable ties to the strimmer carry on. This lasts far longer than the actual reels. Have you got a strimmer, Danny? Um, no, but uh, no, I, I, I keep wells. I, I've got a lot of um, ground and a big, big oh, gardens yeah. and stuff. The only thing I'm interested in is the tractor mower because it's oh, like a yeah, military no, vehicle yes. and up I get on it. It's bright yellow. You Absolutely could buy it. You can lovely. buy them in drab green. No, yeah. it's bright yellow. On I get on it and I love it. A dream everything, of a sit-on mower. A dream e- of everything else. The lady wife, I'm afraid, is required uh, to, to be doing that. There we are. Um, I was now. This is people on a plane. Who have you seen on a plane? We got hundreds of these. After you were on a plane with Frankie yeah. Dettori. Yes, I was. Yeah, uh, upgrade from from Michael Checker. Uh, Dave from Stotfold. Where's that? No idea where that is. You're but probably on tour there in the next couple of weeks. Yes, <laughs> it's, 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 it's near Hull. It's near Hull. <laughs> the Stotfold Art Centre. I'll be playing there. Yeah. Thirty-three tickets sold. I can imagine. <laughs> I was flying from Birmingham to Munich early 90s and the WWE wrestlers were on the same flight that is good I was sat behind The Undertaker I knew he was going to say The Undertaker that's good isn't it yeah that's good. You, with that, it's, how much leg room does the Undertaker need? Plus, as well, you've got, you can't have all the wrestlers on one side of the plane, otherwise you're just going <laughs> around in circles, aren't you? Do you think he insists on lying down all the way there? Uh, Part of his shtick? 
Yeah, sat in front of the late uh, great Willie Thorne. Do, do, sorry, do you remember who who his dramatic partner was? No, I don't. Paul Bearer. Ah, uh, was yeah, it? It was, was called, that was oh, called brother, Paul Bearer. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I remember him. Yeah, that he, was good. He had the old ashes urn with him, but we, I couldn't ever really work it out. <laughs> If the Undertaker is now back to life, what's in the what's in the urn? Whose ashes are they? What's done? Bernie's hat? What's going on there? <laughs> I know I've never been that into wrestling. Oh, but you that, need, you I can you understand. Need, at Paul that Bearer. time, you needed three months of. I was intensely into it about a time when Papa Shango was all the rage, and he was a kind. He was a wrestler of color, yeah. and they had him done as a kind of voodoo character. Oh, right, okay. uh, it was magnificent. Things like um, his opponent would come into the middle of the ring. Suddenly, Papa Shango would do his, his voodoo magic and uh, the, the whole arena would go dark. And the next thing, you'd see that the fellow would fall through a hole in the ring oh, that he was no, created no, some nice. way. Like um, it lasted, my, my, my obsession with it lasted about three months and then they ran out. The, the scripts tended to repeat themselves, so I stopped liking it then. Here we are. Uh, Willie Thorne on a flight to Malaga. Yeah. That's nice. Uh, Martin Compton from Glasgow to London City. There we are. Very good. Craig Charles on a flight to Paphos. There we are. That's low. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. Uh, ben White with his girlfriend flying back from Ibiza. I'm assuming the Arsenal. Ben White. Yeah. And this is yeah. the best one. Save the best till last. Flew out of Belfast back to Manchester. Sat in the departure lounge was George Best. Oh, there yeah, I know. Very nice. Right? I was lucky uh, enough yeah, to spend some there. time with George and, you know... But from you know, every, his problems are well documented. Yes. But once he got through that veil, he was fantastic company. I don't mean that. You know, I don't mean hostelry company. Yeah. Just he, the things he knew about football. He really was interested in football. Yeah. Um, I, I did one thing with him. I remember it distinctly. What I did was we went to a place to meet him when I had Total Sport magazine, and all I'd done was brought a load of pictures of him doing various things, which I hadn't warned about in advance. Yeah. Now, of course, we'd end up doing it in a health club because the bar was there and all yeah. the rest of it. Just one afternoon, and his memory for, oh, yeah, that was her, that was there, that was what I was doing there. I remember that car. Oh, it was just fantastic. Yeah, and, oh, great and, um, you know, alcohol does what it does, and we all know what happened to George. Yeah. What a loss, because what a lovely, lovely man. I would still like to hear him now if he was around. God yeah. bless him. Um, in in seventies, telling me about those things because you know he was just an, and for those who what a player. I mean, on those pitches as well, Danny. The, well, the best player these islands have probably ever produced, and I'm trying hard to think if I've got that right. Yeah, I've got oh, that right. Okay, I think I've got that, that right okay. from the ones I've seen at least. Listen, thank you very much indeed for all of those. Do we have Joe Dolce or not? I'm looking. I'm a love of the pizza. Is this Frankie de Torres? This is Joe Dolce's second record, and it's better than the first one. What do you think he does? It's rockabilly. It's good, isn't it? He likes the spaghetti. He likes the spaghetti. Some of the spaghetti. Some of the You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.